0: Holberg's morning. Holberg's sickness. morning sickness Good morning everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. What's that sound? You hear that? uh uh-uh. No. <laughs> oh, oh, it's Phoenix's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our butthole tightened up. Hi there. Hi there, everybody. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett, Big Dick Toledo was hanging around here. So yeah, I keep I keep hearing that every person that wakes up this morning. That same sound. Last night I heard it a lot, and like eighteen thousand people all at once, just uh, you know. Yeah, butthole tightening. Uh, don't worry about it. It's only one game that the Suns lost. Uh, only worry after they lose the next three because they're probably gonna. That was you can't you can't lose that first game. It's just it's brutal. Brutal. That was a tough game to watch. It was uh, the, the the DeAndre Ayton has played himself right out of town just based on last night's game. That dude, you've got two hands, DeAndre. They both uh. work in conjunction. You can grab a ball with both of your hands. Here's another thing: the ball doesn't have to be in the air for you to grab it. The ones that go by you, you can get those too. He stood and watched loose balls all night long. Like, oh, there's one. It's 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 like he's got a, an allergy towards them if they're below his chest. Oh, he's the worst. I've seen no difference between what? this new lineup from uh, last year. Oh, no, it's all oh, there. I know there's a difference, but I'm telling difference. you, it was the same yeah. thing over no, again. It absolutely was not the same it, as last it year. It felt that it way just crazy. because of they played well. The, it, DeAndre's an battery. idiot. You you lost. You, you lost that first quarter coming out flat. The fact that it's a four-five matchup. You've got two wildly even teams. I mean, the Clippers are are a good basketball team, very capable of winning it all. Last year, the Suns just stopped playing. They were down 44 twice to the Mavericks. I mean, last year was something was incredibly wrong. This year, I mean, Kevin Durant played well last night. Booker played well. Chris Paul's got to hit his mid-range. But outside of that, the, the butthole tightening was, was basically the fact Kawhi Leonard became Superman again. And DeAndre Ayton became, uh, I don't know what we're waiting for. I've been saying it for years. He's never going to turn that corner. He's never going to be that aggressive guy we all wait for because you just look at a seven-foot body and think, eventually he's going to get it, right? He's never going to get it. Uh, And he is what he is, and that's fine. But my God, man. You know, they could have won it. They were up nine at one point. You're like, all right, they got the lead back. We're in good shape. Uh, They're playing well. And then they, you know, just, uh, just fumbled it away. It's tough. You can't lose that first one. Can't lose that first one at home. That was rough. Buttholes tightened, and Westbrook almost got into a fight last night in the in the VIP section uh, underneath there with a fan. And I got to hand it to the fan; it's kind of a viral video now. But I hand it to the fan who said something to him. There's a kid just chugging ice cream right next to the guy, and what the, I don't I've I've been down in that thing. Uh, the at halftime, the team just walks right through the food VIP. People just eating, and sitting and there, just normal folks. They don't really block anything off. The team just walks through. And uh, sometimes, and most of the time, everybody's pretty good. But sometimes a drunk will scream something at like, Joel Embiid got yelled at. When They just ignore it. Russell Westbrook didn't ignore it. And for whatever reason, just grabbed his ample penis, threw his shorts, squeezed it as hard as he could, and started to go, you know, watch your, watch your, where's my beeper? Watch your mouth, man. Watch your mouth. And little kids just eating ice cream. And the dude stood up and he goes, take it like a man. And this dude probably would have gotten his ass kicked by an incredibly angry Russell Westbrook, but so it is a. It was a. Uh it was a little bit tense. There were some fights on the way out. Like there was, there was a. Uh, it was a tense night. I the, the some dude, man. We're sitting there in our seats. I'm on an aisle. Game's just about over. Four seconds left. The the noise is just. <laughs> Walking up the stairs, a guy bumps into another guy on the aisle as he's leaving the wine guy in his seat just catches his shoulder he turns he goes watch it guy goes excuse me sorry jesus well while he's doing that the dude who's saying watch it drifts out a little further into the aisle catches another dude his friend bumps him and he goes now it's your fault and he goes "Nothing's my fault they're face to face it kind of de-escalates and then this five foot four inch (laughs) blonde girl (laughs) <laughs> who's with the first dude that got the guy that got bumped, sh- shouting oh, in the go. face of the bad guy, like just screaming? You don't know what the f- you do, you mother. F- he'll tear you to pieces. Like offering up the fight, and here we go. And I just, I just said that chick is not going to throw a single punch in this, and is one hundred percent responsible for everything that's about to happen. She couldn't just take a step back. She wasn't the one bumped. She wasn't the one involved, but she was the one just chirping. And I turned to my buddy Mark, and I'm like, "There's going to be fights in the parking lot tonight. This is a." uh, You understand? Those people are walking out after dropping three K for the opening. Yeah, that's exactly it. it. And there were a lot. I did notice in my section a bunch of bought tickets. The regulars weren't there. I talked to Tom Leander, and he said that too. He said, "I remember in the playoffs a couple years ago. I said tonight I'm looking around because I sit in the same spot." And we watched the game from them. He goes, "I'm not seeing the same faces." He goes, "And last night for me is the same way. They sold their tickets, and mostly Suns fans bought them. But you know, face value going three to five hundred dollars, they're selling them for eight or nine. You spent two grand on tickets, probably in the lower level, decent seats. And uh, you walk out of there upset, <laughs> in tight buttholes. There's going to be some punches, and there were a few pushes, and it was Suns fans fighting Suns fans." Sure, you weren't at a Raiders game it for some like It felt like it a little bit. Well, just, you know what it felt like? It felt like broads. It felt like uh, Real Housewives. Raiders oh, yeah. fight because they're just tough. Yeah, uh, This was Real Housewives stuff. This was, I'm um, throwing a baby fit. Our team lost. Should have won that game. You know, everybody's barking about one guy or what one play they saw that changed everything. And uh, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, Suns fans are fighting. It was weird. But the tension was there. It's okay. They lost game one. <laughs> Don't let anybody fool you. That's probably going the Clippers' way. <laughs> yeah. Right? The sky is falling. There's no question about it. And then and then what happens? happens. Yeah, the D- yeah. grand thing was a bust. No, well, there'll be people who dumb, dumb, stupid people will say that. They've played nine games together. So the only thing that can be good is that they compete in this, that they can pull this off. There's, they, they're, they're not out of it. I'm being facetious when I say that the series is over. It, they, just, they just made game two a must win. That's tough. You don't want to go... 0 and two at home, so they have to win Tuesday night. That's a huge, huge. And is game. Paul George back in on that? Oh one? no, he's not coming back. He's out for, he's out for the series. I mean, if they go seven games, he might miraculously come back for seven, but he's out. It's nice having a center that doesn't know how to play D. I mean, I, I do know. You might as doing. well grab Mark West out of retirement and bring him back. know what the hell. He'd be more physical. Yeah. Uh, the problem is in the playoffs, the game gets more physical, and DeAndre just doesn't have that gear. Yeah. You got outperformed by Mason Plumley and Zubats last night in a big way, and he did it last year against New Orleans, and he did it last year against Dallas. He gets outplayed by guys. He's a number one overall draft pick. He should be in, in his fifth season. He should be in a, in a different category than Mason Plumley. He's not. Oh, it's frustrating. Anyway, there it goes again. God dang it! I keep making it tighter and tighter. But it is tight right now. So enjoy this, uh, you know, complaint day because it's going to be. And that's the glory of uh, playoff sports. Tuesday, if they go out and run a 130-117 to 117 game, next thing you know, people will be losing their mind. <laughs> the good thing is they overcame a terrible start, got the lead back. I don't know why they lost that lead. The Clippers are just good. Kawhi Leonard became... Superman. He did. He became Michael Jordan there in the fourth Westbrook, quarter. Westbrook, just a, Well, Westbrook's a dagger throw. He's just a hustle machine. Yeah. But Kawhi had, what, 40 or 38 at the end of the night? And the next day, and you look up, and you're like, how does he have 38? And then you start remembering these circus shots that he's hitting and all this. He's, he's just that good. He did it in Toronto. He did it in uh, San Antonio. The dude wins titles on his own. Alone. And he might he could he could carry this team at least through a series, so. Back to the drawing board. But in the meantime, that noise you're hearing is the butthole of a town. And it's loud. It's like a small, but at least, you know, at least we're keeping it tight. You know? <laughs> tight? At least butthole doesn't make that noise. It's been used up. Used. Homebird's morning sickness. Disgusting! They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. morning uh, sickness. I got an email I wanted to share with you guys. Remember Friday uh, when the guy emailed and said it was an emergency? What would Brady do? Yeah. And it said I'll reread the email. It says I've been sleeping with my ex-girlfriend on the side for a long time. Uh, we both are married. Uh, no one knows we even still talk uh she died last week she lives out of state travels here a lot um and i made it to her quite a bit electric sex no chance of a relationship we just really enjoyed each other's company anyway she died last monday found out on facebook do i go to the funeral was his question on friday all of us immediately no you absolutely do not go to this funeral you don't do it at all it says uh as far as my wife's concerned uh, this girl is my ex girlfriend from twenty years ago, is a nothing burger please don 't say my name, not Thomas. Uh, well, I got an email last night. Follow up, boys went to the funeral yesterday I do it, it, pussy. <laughs> The family uh, remembered me, which I was surprised about. Her husband was very nice to me i don 't think it created any issues. Uh, my wife thinks i 'm at a work event. Uh, got back tonight no one 's any of the wiser tonight meeting yesterday uh, i didn 't take your advice. I'll keep you up to date on how it goes. He showed his face. Why bother? Why bother emailing in then? I mean, he just yeah, wanted, obviously, you know why? Because people like that want someone in the room to say you should go. They're looking for one. They could get 100 people to tell him not to do it. And then that one guy goes, I don't know. Maybe I'd go. And they just lock in on that guy. YOLO, bro. So he probably asked not only us. He might have asked uh, the ChatGPT show. Izzy. Oh, yeah, he? Might totally have, he might. Yeah, he might have asked every single radio show in the city, and said. Uh, and and then Beth told him, "I think you should go. Death is a marker in life. Like she's so close to dying that she's probably wants everyone at her funeral." So yeah, he heard one person say, "You should go to your mistress's funeral," and then he's just like, "Yep, that person's right," and he followed their advice and left all the obvious behind. We'll see. But what I think you did, and what we talked about Friday, is. I think you opened the can of worms that could very potentially be like, I'm going to go through my dead wife's phone and see what's going on here. And I hope, you better hope that that dead wife of yours got rid of all the evidence of you two. Because, boy, boy. Oh. Now you got a, dead, a dead woman's family. is like, all right, I got some questions for that. Andy showed up at the funeral. Oh. Videos. Back to the black time. We're going to need oh. it. You whacking off. Oh, oh God. <laughs> You, he's got, she's got Ellison videos on him loads her. Loads of Ellisons yeah. in the mirror. Check me out. Blink, blink, blink into the sink. and <laughs> Yep. Next thing you know, he's got honey dripping all over his belly button. I love yeah. you, baby. I always will. Click. All right. Well, that guy was at my wife's funeral. I'm going to call him up or send these videos back and ask him how long it's been going. On. And you might have just, uh, you know, this dude's going through a lot. His wife just died. And now he's going to find out, you know, she had a little side life that made her smile a little bit. And he didn't know about it. Good job, not Thomas. (laughs) Side piece funerals. Don't you ever go to movies? Remember uh, four weddings and a funeral when the midget showed up at the funeral and then later he found out that it was because he was having sex with the guy in the box. He was the dad that everybody was saying, oh, we're going to miss our father. Turned out he had a, a thing for little people and he was banging Peter Dinklage. In both the white and the black version of the movie, Peter Dinklage was the... I think it was Peter Dinklage. They'd look very similar if it wasn't. I'm not saying they all look alike, but I mean, come on. But the little guy in both movies was the same guy. That he was having sex with the dad, who I believe was Danny Glover in the black version. Black version's not as funny for some reason, and it should be. But it's Chris Rock's in it, for God's sakes. Danny Glover. Could have been fantastic. Did Sandler write it? (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't think he writes the black. Version hey, you never of the movie. know. That's that's the times when Chris Rock is not funny. That is it's very when true. Sandler's writing for. That fun. is incredibly true. You make a good point. Maybe he was involved somehow, and he has a like a a, a pen name for when he writes for the <laughs> yes. African American community. But yeah, it was. Uh, you just don't go do that. You just don't. Yeah, I just got an email from somebody. You don't tell me the sons are out of this thing. Like, well, all right, <laughs> the city's going to get weird. And it's, we get a day off, too, so tomorrow's going to tense, tense up. Man, yesterday, downtown was buzzing before the game, too. I mean, everybody was so excited. It was like this weird energy. It was great. But in the arena, it was kind of like, meh. Nah. I think it was a lot of first-time people going to the game, you know, their first playoff games. There weren't. I didn't recognize many people at all sitting by me. There so it was a lot of sold tickets. The only other town was, uh, is Milwaukee, sweating a little bit. Oh, they're sweating. Yeah, if Giannis comes back. I mean, that was a hard fall. He'll be back. He's Superman. They could lose three in a row and beat this Miami team if he comes back. He's got to come back, though. I don't know what happened there. Did he? He didn't finish the game. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I do know. They pulled him. I know. I know when he bounced off the ground. It was like that's no good. That's a back thing. That's a tailbone, and he couldn't walk real well. But I figured they would just load him with toradol and shove him back out there. Give him the shot. Yeah, but they're like, it's the heat. 'll if he takes two games off, we'll just we'll win a five gamer, four to one. They're, I, they're, I'm not worried about Milwaukee as long as he's healthy. Yeah, otherwise they're sweating, big time. And it all lines up for one magnificent pile of f- that lives amongst us. The Los Angeles Lakers are healthy. I was so happy yesterday when Anthony Davis said, "I can't move my arm in the middle of the game like a good street clothes is going to sit out for." And then he came back. like he never comes back. And they beat Memphis, and I'm like, this is all lining up for that stain of a human being, LeBron James, to go cry holding another trophy. It's just going to... NBA would love to see the uh, Lakers, Golden State. Oh, They would love to see the Lakers all the way through. And they don't want to see Denver for some reason, and that's a super fun team to watch that nobody respects, nobody's picking them. They've been the number one team all year long, and nobody's saying they'll win the West. And then they went out and beat the T Wolves by thirty last night. They've rested everybody the second half. And that's a team you gotta watch. But oh basketball. Goddamn basketball playoff. Stupid sports. Somebody has a an opinion on why it happened. It was uh it was Sunday and student body governor yeah. Hobbs <laughs> jinxed yeah. it. I talked to a lot of people about that <laughs> last night too. I'm like you made uh, in fact, it was Tom Leander again. The guy for, we were chatting after the game, and he said, uh, "He goes, it's it, it just the, the energy was weird." I'm like, "We don't get playoff basketball in the city. We get real excited, like you know, it's everything's going to matter every second of the way, and that it's an, it's inevitable that this team goes to the finals. And then one piece of adversity, we lose our minds." And I'm like, "But the dumbest thing is we ex- we celebrate that first round so much, and Katie Hobbs making it Sunday. And when it's I when I said it." Uh, Kevin Ray was there, and a, uh, Kevin's kid and uh, kids, both of them, and a couple of and Leander's there, and everybody rolled their eyes. go, why did she do that? Why in the world did she do that? Her staff has to be setting her up. <laughs> yeah, why don't you make this the be f- great. First day of the playoffs, Sunday, because she can't do it again. Like that's the du- I declare that today is um Sunday stuff, and we're gonna have pom poms and cheese. All right. Well, what happens if they go to the finals? Can we have another Sunset? You blew it. You shot your wad on the first day of the <laughs> yeah. playoffs. I didn't know that they were um, going to... I didn't know it was a long... I didn't know playoffs were so long, you know. I didn't know. Thanks, ninth grade student body Governor Katie Hobbs. <laughs> we we're we were going to have kicks and ice cream social to raise money for the team because they got to travel to L.A. this weekend? They'll be fine. All birds morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. U P D. Holmberg's morning sickness. You got that going on. And I don't know if you saw Biden in Ireland. Oh, he tried to, numerous times. Well, the thing that I loved was he was trying to motivate the Irish people. And he and, and it was that—that uh, that was the concern, Biden. Yeah, we gotta. We can do anything. We're capable. Of, our nation's capable of doing everything together. So let's get out there and lick the world. And then he walks off the stage and everybody's like, what the hell is he talking about? Did he just say for weeks, we're going to go lick the world? We just had a pandemic. He, he misspoke and didn't correct it. So we just told a bunch of Irish people, get out there and lick the world. Huh, you're I out figured they were out. drunk anyway, so you know they wouldn't notice. Yeah. You got to get out there and l- l- lick that world. And then he just walks off the stage. He has no idea what he's talking about. And everybody's clapping like, right, we're going to have to lick the world now, I guess. And it's like the president just said we should lick stuff. You know, the most important part is he was able to walk off the stage. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's animatronic at this point, if it's more machine than man. But he didn't, like, if you if you were to say to me, Brady, we're going to go, uh, we got to, um, I really licked this movie last night. I'm like, all right, you're going to fix that, or is, are we going to live with that forever? Go with it. I'm running with it. I'm not fixing words I misspeak. So I went to, um... um what do they call that? Uh, thunder. The, uh, uh... Thunder. Say country, Brady, because you're making a mess of this. Nope, not fixing it. You would fix it. Any decent human being that means to say... We can conquer the world, but says lick instead, realizes this is not, this doesn't look good. But he was tired, maybe fatigued from fixing earlier, you know, the speech. How many times does he do it every day? And now he's just quitting on it. Gotta go out there, lick that world, Ireland. Lick it. Yeah, like ice cream. He's weird. We're in a weird place. Anyway, but everybody's gonna be just fine. Later this morning, we're gonna tell you how you can, uh, uh, be part of winning uh, Doug Hopkins' $5,000 guarantee. He's never given it away uh, for one of the the bids he makes on a home. He goes and makes an offer for your house. You know the deal by now. As is, cash offer for your home. If that offer moves, Doug gives you $5,000. Well, he's never had to do it because he's never moved his price. He gives it to us, though, and we give it away at UFest. You might be standing on stage uh, at UFest on May 6th uh, being handed a giant check that says, and your name on it because uh, today's the day we play Doug Hopkins $5,000 giveaway. And we play it every day all week long. And then uh, you can register uh, while you're listening online. All next week, we'll do another qualifier online. So we'll tell you how this thing works in just a little while. But five grand will be in somebody's hand on May 6th, courtesy of our friend TV's Doug Hopkins, whose birthday is tomorrow. Oh. Last night at the H&H Ranch after the game, Doug's beloved was in the apartment Waiting for him. She didn't go to the game with him. She showed up later, Joy, and sat in the apartment. I went back after the game to go grab some stuff and go home. Because I wasn't going to stay there. It was an early game. So I go and I went up to the apartment. Uh, chilled out for a second. And Doug's asleep on the couch. And Joy's in bed with the door cracked, talking to me. And I go over and I'm like, hey, Hopkins. And I kick him in the foot. I'm like, hey, you got some lady's been waiting on it. I think she might even be in laundry or something. She's in the bedroom. Kicking him. I'm, I'm rearing back. And I'm throwing, like, you know, boots. I mean, Andy Lee in this guy. I'm throwing punts into his leg. Nothing. Nothing's waking him. Did the thing where you shake shoulders? Hopkins! <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's dead. Out. He's dead. And then the only thing I get out of him was... <laughs> I'm like, okay, he's alive, but he ain't getting up. Go left, and I'm like, Joy, you're on your own tonight. At least you get there. I know. Oh, it's so sad to see. A woman, a wanting woman. In bed. Ready to go. I'm ready to go. My assumption, because I'm a man, lathered up, ready to strike. Hopkins is a lump on the you couch. You got a cobra in the bay. Yeah, you go. Oh, yeah, it's Hopkins. your birthday boy week. Step it up. Take a Viagra. Do something. It's 9-15. How can you be this gone? Out. I've never seen anybody sleep like that. It's crazy. And she's just sitting Making there Naked on the couch. Yeah. yeah. So as I left, I'm like, well, goodbye, Joy. I hope your night gets better. And she laughs. She's watching TV in the bedroom. She goes, bye. Have a nice night. Shut and lock the door. And then I just hear, <laughs> coming out of that apartment because she had a power tool in there on the crack sidewalk. <laughs> Ain't going to wake Doug with it. Oh, Doug, so disappointed. But it's his birthday boy week. So I'm sure she'll make it good for him if he ever wakes up. I was worried about him. I like, hads a dead man on the couch. So then we get, we got to make sure we get this five grand out fast because otherwise we got funerals to go to and we can't give his money away if he's dead. got to keep him alive for at least six days. Then we can, you know, get a qualifier and we'll be on stage and we'll do a eulogy and then give his money away. It'll be his last act. It'll be nice. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one to keep in mind. We all understand. Oof, it's okay. Painful. It's tight. Just got to relax. Take a breath. That thing will loosen up. Let it all out. Uh, give us a good wake-up song. We'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. ericsfamilybbq.com